He yelled out fire. Then came Susie. The beep came in with a submachine Uzi. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. My last episode was about how people are listening to old music as opposed to new music. And Slate Money Podcast is talking about the same thing and they've got some more facts and whatnot. So I think I'll just add some of that stuff here. It sounds like when 70% of music listening is of old music, what that means is over 18 months old. So not like crazy old. I mean, necessarily. It still is people listening to 60s, 70s, and 80s. I mean, basically, 30% of people are listening to new music. I mean, I think that number is too high. (laughs) New music is crap. Makes me think of this uh, story that may or may not be true. Apocryphal. Here's a, here's a word. Everyone who's listening to this, here's a wonderful word, apocryphal. And basically it means like a famous story that may not be true. Like, I don't know, you ever heard of like the story about John Henry beat the steam engine, right? It was like John Henry was a guy with a big hammer and he did a cave, not a cave. He created a tunnel for a train and he did it faster than the steam engine could. Like it was a race, him versus a steam engine. There's a bunch of birds around me right now. Anyways, he uh, there was a competition between him and the newfangled steam engine or whatever, steam hammer. And John Henry, he created the tunnel for the train faster than the steam engine could. But then he'd worked so hard, he fell over and died. And I think that story is apocryphal. In fact, I'm sure it is. But so, I don't know if this is apocryphal. I thought it was real, but I haven't double-checked it. But apparently some Roman writing, you know, some Roman wrote something down, and what they wrote back in the day, and what they wrote down was that this new generation of kids are all screwed up. And so the idea is, is that every generation thinks that the next generation is all screwed up. You know, the the kids these days, they got no respect or whatever. And that people have been saying that for 2,000 years. And now I'm not saying, you know, I am saying it. I'm saying this new generation, they think America's racist. They're completely false. Whatever. So this new generation is all screwed up. And furthermore, all this new music sucks. And no, I'm not like that Roman who just think, you know, or everyone in between. I'm not like everyone who for 2,000 years just thinks that the new thing is bad. No, it really, this new music really does suck. Like when a bunch of people got killed at the Travis Scott concert, I went and listened to some Travis Scott songs, and they were mediocre. I don't, I don't think anyone's gonna be listening to that 20 years from now, unless maybe your loved one was one of the people that got killed at the concert, and you like to bring out the old song and make yourself cry sometimes. But back to something they said on the Slate podcast, Slate Money podcast, that was interesting, is that, like you know. Pick an album, a famous album. Okay, we'll go with the Beatles White album. That's funny. That's sounding racist. Why is it everything? (laughs) You just talk about something and all of a sudden you're like, huh, that's racist. But anyways, I think this first or second most famous album by the Beatles is called The White Album. I'm sure they would not name it that today. But kind of the difference in the music industry now that everyone's doing streaming and internet stuff is that... You know, maybe maybe you bought it on vinyl or whatever. If you bought the White Album on vinyl, you could listen to that thing a hundred times, and it didn't really show up anywhere in sales. Well, yeah, there were there, you know you bought it one time, and then you know, you didn't have to buy it again. 
So it wasn't like every year, boy, you're buying the White Album again. But nowadays, if you know, if you want to do the equivalent of listening to the White Album, or hell, just listen to the White Album a hundred times on Spotify, now that's showing up in the numbers. And one of the guys is saying that he thinks it's terrible for the music industry, you know, new musicians. Basically, you know, new musicians are trying to compete with whatever, 70-year-old musicians. And I don't know, he brought up Genesis. Uh, I guess Genesis, Phil Collins, uh, they're doing a tour. I mean, I think they broke, didn't they break up? I think they broke up uh, 40 years ago. Anyways, they're doing a tour and it's selling out everywhere. And if I were going to a concert, I would much rather see Genesis than any of this new stuff. So, I mean, makes sense to me. And it's probably going to be a bunch of 12-year-old girls there, too. I mean, Genesis has a lot of good hits. And then another one of them makes a good point is, like, when vinyl went to cassette and then cassette went to CD, you had to rebuy all your music. Actually, I'm not sure what that means, although that is true. I guess maybe it's more like this. There was a time when I was about, I don't know what, 18 years old, that me and my friends, we'd go to this um, hipster record store in our city, and they had like weird stuff. I remember buying um, live concerts of The Cure on CD. And I think they were like bootleg. Yeah, they were bootleg. So you could get like these bootleg CDs, um, and whatever you just you went to this record store it was it just had this atmosphere of just super coolness and you know if you went to this record store are you going to buy something yeah you're going to buy something and once you owned all your you know all the if you had all the classic stuff that you wanted already bought well then you know what what are you going to buy you know you go to this you go out to buy a record you know once a week or whatever you're going to have to buy something and eventually you're going to run out of the classic stuff and you're going to have to end up buying something new so that probably made it easier for new musicians and groups to jump into the mix. Uh, when I was talking about uh, the Peacemaker TV show that I've been watching that has these songs that are like, they're like 80s hairband songs, but they're new. And so I went and found, so the, 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 like the theme song to that um, movie, the opening song, every episode opens with the same song and it's called... Do you really want to taste it? Not sure what it is, but I think I can guess. But so I went and found the music video for that and like the channel for that. I forget the name of the group, but anyways, they are like, yeah, the people are exactly hairband people, except they're probably 40 years old. And you know, and they're, they're wearing spandex and they got ribbons on and they got the hair with a hairspray. They got it all, except they're kind of old. You know, some of them are a little bit fat. You know what happens when you turn 40. And so, you know, you know do you really want to taste it? That's how you can find all this stuff. I forget the name of the group and I forget the name of the YouTube channel. But the YouTube channel is like some record company. And it's just nothing but like, whatever, rock songs that sound like rock from the 80s and the 90s except it's new and you know i just i clicked through a few of the songs and it looks like all the all the musicians are old like this like the do you really want to taste it song um it sounds like a poison song if you remember poison i love poison sounds like poison sounds like motley Crue, and i don't think these guys are quite as old you know if you're in motley Crue, how old are you now 
you're probably 55, whereas these guys are more like 40, 45. But anyways, uh, that was just interesting. I don't have a super point about that, except that, um, so there you go, you know, some new up-and-coming rock group has been chosen to have this very prominent place at the beginning of a TV show. I mean, they play like a minute of the song, and like the whole people like dance. It's comedy. It's a comedy show. It just, it's got people with, you know, there's eagles flying around, and they're doing the robot and whatever. But it opens the TV show, and it's very prominent, you know, making this probably, probably making it a pretty uh, popular song on streaming. And in any case, this is not some garage band of up-and-coming, you know, kids who are 18 years old. So once again, old music, or in this case, just old people, have uh, robbed it from the, the youth of today. Which is good. Screw young people with their flat stomachs. Their ability to sleep on a mattress that's on the floor because it's not so hard to get up and down. Their ability to stay up all night and then just go to work the next day like it's fine. Screw them. Alright, back to reality. Like I said last episode, uh, apparently the, the amount of listening to new music got cut in half in the past three years. And so, you know, that coincides with the pandemic pretty good. I think a lot of people stayed home and, you know, like old fogies, they learned how to do streaming. You know, they, they, they finally put away their CD player and got onto Spotify. And so that's going to increase people listening to old stuff too. Another possible uh, cause of this situation is that, so in the past, you bought your Beatles album and you didn't need to buy it again. And so the record labels would be promoting new stuff. I don't know, the example they give is, oh, you own your Marvin Gaye stuff, but now Prince, come, now Prince comes out and the record labels want you to buy Prince. Of course, this is all old stuff now, but, but in any case, uh, now the record labels, you know, if you listen to old stuff, they're like, sweet, you know, we make our money off of streaming with the old stuff just as good as the new stuff, and we don't have to promote it, you just already listen to it. All right, I'm going to throw in a clip of Felix talking here about the new music, because like, what is the new music? I don't know that the Grammys got pushed back. I, you know, no one really knows even who the top artists are. Like, I pulled the Billboard top 10 for this week from this week and 10 years ago and 20 years ago and 30 years ago. And this week, you know, we have some weird Lin-Manuel Miranda song from an animated movie and we have Glass Animals, who I have to admit I've never heard of, and... Gunner and Gale and Jessica Darrow and who are these people? And then you go back 10 years and it's like, okay, then you start thinking, oh, there you have people like, you know, who are real pop stars. There's Rihanna, there's Adele, there's Bruno Mars, there's Katy Perry, there's Jay-Z. Go back 20 years and, you know, it's Mary J. Blige, it's Alicia Keys. Go back 30 years and get this, the pop chart from this week 30 years ago. It's like George Michael... Um, Prince, Mariah Carey, Nirvana, Michael Jackson, U2, right? It's a whole, it's like, is it just because I'm old? Or is it, or is there something much more lasting about those artists? You kind of feel like U2 is going to last much longer than Florida, right? I mean, that is a good, I think that's a good summary. It's pretty damn obvious that music is getting worse. I mean, Rihanna, Rihanna's all right. I don't, I mean, I, you know, I don't like Rihanna. I don't like Mariah Carey, but they do have some staying power. And then when you get back to like Prince, obviously Prince is way better than 
and has way more staying power than those people. Even though I don't really like Prince either. Okay, that makes me think of Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson, he had the album Thriller. I don't know what year it came out, probably about 84. And I think basically that was the last time that America agreed on its music. Like maybe you had some country radio stations, maybe you had some classical radio stations, but uh, you know, people got their music from the radio pretty much. And you know, every city, every town, everywhere in America, they all got Michael Jackson Thriller in 1984. And I remember when I was a kid, I went over to uh, some people's house. Like these, these are like hippies living in the wood without electricity or whatever. And they still owned a copy of Thriller. And then after that, uh, America got divided. I mean, slowly and then faster and faster. I mean, like, you know, four years later, I was listening to Metallica. You know, which is now, which now I think 12-year-old girls listen to. But anyways, back then, that was cool. That was different. In any case, whatever. Just America stopped listening to the exact same songs uh, after Thriller. I don't know, it kind of makes me sad. Like, people used to just... They used to be, be able to, like, work at their normal job, you know? Even if you're a cook at a restaurant or whatever, houses weren't that expensive, so you bought a house. Um, you know, if you if you can buy a house, then you can get married, right? Like, women are like, I ain't getting married until we have a house. And back then, whatever, you're a cook at a restaurant... 22 years old, you save up, you got your down payment, or your parents help you just a little bit, and you buy a house, and you raise a family, and, you know, you're, you and your friends are like, oh boy, did you hear that new Michael Jackson song? They're like, oh yeah, I really like Beat It. You're like, yeah, me too. And, you know, maybe this is like white privilege, which is a thing that doesn't exist. Um, and over in the black neighborhoods in 1984, America was just terrible. Like, I don't think so. I think over in the black neighborhoods, in 1984 at least, it's right before the giant increase in crime, uh, whatever, they were like, hey man, do you hear the new Michael Jackson album? Be like, yeah man, and I really like Beat It. Makes me a little sad that those times are gone. Like back in those days, you know, not everyone had a VCR. Uh, you go over to your, you know, your, in quotes, rich friend's house, who had a VCR and you'd, you'd watch some movie. And, like, that was a freaking treat. I remember going to a friend's house, and uh, I guess, you know, there was a, there were video rental stores at this point, and uh, we watched Enter the Ninja, which if you watch that today, it's like a, whatever, it's just like a low-budget, terrible movie about ninjas. But, I mean, I had so much fun watching Enter the Ninja over at my friend's house who had a VCR. And now, like, you know, I use BitTorrent. Maybe I'll discuss that sometime. But anyways, I use something that's called BitTorrent. And I can get any movie ever. Like, you know, if, you know, if, you're, stuck, if you're doing Netflix or Hulu, you can't get any movie ever. But I use BitTorrent. I can get any movie ever, period. And I cannot find a single movie that I want to watch. I think it's because I'm a little hungover today. But, I don't know, it just makes me want to cry. All right, it makes me, let's move on from that. It makes me think of, uh, I used to kind of mess with people. I'd be hanging out with people and I'd kind of mess with them. And I don't know what year this was, 2000 or something. It was uh, NSYNC 
and the Dave Matthews Band were, I don't know, big at the time. I think they both had a hit out. I don't know what the Dave Matthews song was, but uh, it was Bye 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 for NSYNC. And I don't know, I told a few people, you know, just to get their goat, that uh, NSYNC was better than the Dave Matthews Band. And it was because, basically, you know, I, I knew of one or two Dave Matthews Band songs, and I didn't like either one of them. And NSYNC had one song that I liked, which was Bye Bye Bye. So I'm like, you know, between these two groups, you got a group that has one good song, and then you got another group that has zero good songs. And boy, did that enrage people. That was fun. And another thing to say about music is that it's an investment. It's an investment of your time. Like, I used to say this. It was definitely true when I was younger. As you get older, it's harder and harder to like new stuff. But... You know, when I was in my 20s, maybe 30s even, um, you could play any song you wanted. Any song, period. You play it five times, and all of a sudden, I'm liking it. You know, I'm humming along to it, and I'm enjoying it. But so, that's an investment, right? you got to listen to this thing five times when you're not liking it that much, and then you can start liking it. And actually, you know what? I think that that really applied to albums more. You know, that's a lot of effort. you got to listen to an album five times, and then you like all the songs, or, you know, most of the songs. So the Slate podcast, it has like a guest on, some guy, some Canadian guy. He's pretty interesting. He's an e- economist or something. But he also is a, you know, a self-described music lover. He's a guy who still buys his music on physical copies. I don't know. I don't know if he's so into it that he's buying it on vinyl. He probably is. But he says, he's like, I am sick of the Beatles. I'd much rather listen to, you know current people who make music and have something to talk, you know, who uh, who speak to the problems in the society of today. He brings up Megan Thee Stallion. He says, he goes, I love her. I love Megan Thee Stallion. And, you know, that's not, I think that's not the kind of music I like. I, I listen to Nicki Minaj once or twice, and I do not like her stuff. I just, there's, I can't find the melody I can't find the thing that I want to hum, hum along to. It just, and I, I think it's not in there. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with people today. But if you're woke, you know, maybe what you want is, you know, like in the old days, you'd listen to songs. I don't know, Bob Dylan, right? His song would be about Vietnam is bad. You know, war is bad. Fundamental things. You know, most songs are about love or, and or getting laid. Or if it's rap songs, you know, killing people. Or at least that was the rap songs that I used to listen to. You know, I mean, do I want to listen to a rap song about someone who stayed home and watched TV? That's boring. I want to I want to listen to a rap song where someone went out and killed all his enemies with a Glock. Actually, that was before Glocks. What did they use? Okay, let's do some NWA here. He yelled out fire. Then came Susie. The bitch came in with a submachine Uzi. Police shot the bitch but didn't hurt her. Both upstate for attempted murder. Because the boys in the hood are always hard. I guess what I'm saying is if you're woke and what you want to do is listen to musicians who make false accusations of racism against America, then you're going to have to listen to some new music. Twitter handle at Religion of Woke. I went and checked out my reviews on Apple Podcast thing. And I've got four five-star reviews. I got four one-star reviews, which makes sense to me. I mean, I'm whatever. I'm freaking awesome. 
or if you don't agree with my politics, I probably am the devil. So five or one star makes sense. But then someone gave me a two. And I am not a two stars podcast. So please go to Apple and either give me a five star review or a one star review. And we need to drown out that two. Okay, thanks for listening.